Welcome to Overburden, the podcast for postal workers. I'm Kevin Hitchings. And I'm Brandy Hughes. Today we're going to talk about uh, the corporate manual system. We've mentioned it several times in the past and referenced it, and uh, we thought it might be a good idea just to review what it is and where to get it and such things. Yeah, well, there's no way we're going to get through the whole thing in this episode. It's a very big, um, it's a very big topic, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of different areas that are covered. Yeah, we're obviously not going through it. We're going to talk more about uh, what it is and how it works in general. We're not going to go through the articles. Um, it's hard to tell how many there are. There's dozens for sure, maybe hundreds, but a lot of them are repeated in the different categories. So it's hard to say. Right, and if you want your own copy. You can find it on Interposts, you can print it out, uh, save it electronically, whatever you want to do. Yeah, just go to I'm an employee on the website, log in Interpost, and then under Resources, go down to Corporate Manual System. Uh, when you're in there, it'll there is an option to search things, uh, but generally you can just click on your own uh, category. Manuals are split up into three categories. There's stuff for the plant, delivery, and retail. Uh, under plant and delivery, there are subcategories, so it's pretty easy to find what you want. Under delivery, everything's just listed in one big mass, and it's a bit of a pain. But if you use the find or search function in your browser, it's pretty easy to locate or at least narrow it down. Although it's not always 100% clear where something should be. Right. I know I've many times read through a number of different topics and learned all kinds of new and interesting things while looking for something specific. So, right. so what the corporate manual system is, really, it's all the procedures and guidelines for everything that happens at Canada Post as far as delivery, retail, and plants go. It's kind of like a job description, but for individual tasks. So we've had call and pass where some people have asked for job descriptions. This is sort of what that is, except rather than saying this is what a letter carrier does, it's this is what a letter carrier does when delivering neighborhood mail, when delivering relay bags, when yeah. uh, delivering to apartment buildings, and 75, 80 other topics. Right. There's also a really um, large section on health and safety procedures in there. Well, every article, almost every article, I think everyone I've looked at, has a section on health and safety. So right. generally the article has an index, has a cover page, an index. Uh, first section is always the scope, just says what the article covers exactly, which look at it first, because a lot of times it seems obvious that something should be in that article and you find out it's not just by reading the scope. And uh, most of them have a health and safety section next. It's not just tasks too, like there's policies in there, um, things like your uniform guidelines, how to care for it. There's two uniform ones. It's um, one is care of corporate uniforms uh, and the other one's for your uniform, dress code and uniform allotment, I believe it is. Um, the, the major thing to know about the uniform disposal is that you can either return them to the corporation or you can uh, dispose of them in other ways as long as you remove any of the, um, the labels. logos that say yeah. it's Canada Post. And they always want them cut into four pieces if you're disposing of them. <laughs> right. They essentially want you to like shred the Draw and quarter. logo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can also uh, remove the labels and donate them to charity. Yes, as long as all the labeling is removed. So there's, like I say, procedures for everything in there. Um, right down to, I printed one off here just for fun. Rubber bands, letter mails, and bundles. It's literally how to use rubber bands. Safely. You know, safely. <laughs> so <laughs> Protect your eyes. 
So the first section on that is extent of use and how do you use them or what you're using them for. And next is preparation of bundles. It's how to make your bundles and then put elastics around them. So super complex stuff. Is there a specific procedure for putting the elastics on the bundles? It is, uh, it's only, I'll read it to you. To eliminate snap rubber bands and the risk of injuries, ensure that the maximum size of the bundle to this to be secured is no larger than that which can be comfortably held in one hand. <laughs> if securing non-standard mail, place one rubber band crosswise first and then one lengthwise. Standard mail, place both bands crosswise. So I've been doing it wrong, apparently. I always put one lengthwise and one crosswise. So if any supervisors listening, I will accept my 2-4 tomorrow, I guess. See, I always go one crosswise, one lengthwise, and then another crosswise. I do... Uh, to, I do one and one, but I'll do a second one the other way around for things like flyers where I want to identify that they're apartments or something. If there's something different in there, I'll identify them different. If they're apartments rather than residential or something, rather than writing on them. Oh, you mean like use different elastic? Different number of elastic usually, yeah. Oh, interesting. I never thought of that. And then it tells you what to do with surplus rubber bands. Shockingly, you bring them back and throw them away. Or reuse them the next day. Oh, no. Sorry, that's for the broken ones. That's a whole other section in here. Oh, okay. Do you know what's funny? Um, When I was a term, I remember somebody was advising some of us newer employees on the use of rubber bands. And they, their position was that there was never too many on a bundle of mail. And as a demonstration, this woman um, put, it had to be at least a dozen rubber bands on this little bundle of mail. It was like a half a handful of mail. She does this, bundles it all up, and then threw it across the room. And it bounced off the wall, hit the floor, stayed in a bundle. And she was like, and that's what you wanted to be able to do because you can't control how they're going to lift your relay bag and how they're going to throw it in the box and what's going to happen to it. And do you want to open it up and find your mail all over the Already? Place? It was just like, we were all just like, what are you doing when she threw the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, the point was made that it, it stayed as one bundle when she threw it. Seems excessive, but okay. Um, and then it tells you that rubber bands are intended for the securing of letter mail and you're not supposed to shoot people or shoot things at people with them. So, yeah, <laughs> they have a, a CMS document for everything. It kind of amuses me because, um, find me a letter carrier who hasn't used a rubber band for some other thing, like just to hold things together or... You know, I, I know people who, like, keep them in their car or take a few home because they're just using them for whatever. I've linked them together and totally built huge spider webs around someone's case. So their case is completely covered in a web of elastics. As a prank? Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's probably against this, this CMS, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, because they're... Yeah. <laughs> probably. Okay. Yeah, articles for everything. I was just looking at these ones for um, the relay relay box system. Um, for some newer employees might not even know what the relay box system is anymore since we've oh, gone to PT. that's true, yeah. If you've, if you've got postal transformation and you're local, then you probably don't have relay boxes because you're putting all your mail in your transit or your corporate vehicle or whatever and driving it out to route and then just doing parking loops, right? But for those of us who still have foot roots, um, you, you bundle up your mail, you throw it in a bag, and then your relay bag driver, who has a corporate vehicle, will take it out to where you need it and leave it in those gray Canada, Canada Post boxes that are on various corners throughout the country. Or used to be. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then whenever you run out of mail, we pick up the next load from those boxes. Yeah, and in theory, you run out of mail right before you get to that box. The people that have been on PT the longest, what, seven years probably, give or take? So there's probably a lot of employees that have no idea what that is. Anyway, you were saying? Uh, so the, the CMS kind of covers how to use those relay boxes. Um, it says that supervisors will check the relay boxes. It also says that your relay drivers should check and that you should check. Even if you haven't used a box in a while, you should, you know, occasionally go. They're suggesting every time you return from, as a root holder, every time you return from holidays or someone else has covered your route, you should check all the boxes. And they're saying that relief carriers should check all the time, because every day, because um, they might not have tied out the mail. And you just, you we're not allowed to leave mail in these boxes overnight for security reasons. So the only thing you're supposed to leave in there is the empty relief bags that your driver will pick up the next day yeah something like that's important because if a relief does your route on monday and then and they leave mail there you do the route tuesday they discover it wednesday technically you can get in trouble for that even though it's a relief that left it there because you didn't check that relay box right so the supervisors have disciplined people on the cms a few times mm-hmm. uh, quite frequently they'll cite it all the time um, unfortunately though, I've tried to grieve things under the CMS and been told we can't cause it's not mentioned in the contract. So they can discipline us for not following our job description, even though it changes frequently, I guess because it's under article two, which is the right to manage, they're allowed to make little changes and dictate how things go. Um, sometimes it's been pretty frustrating though, when they just decide that they're not following the CMS anymore, but then they will discipline us for something that's obscure in there. Right. So not great um i think the exception to your grieving it uh thing is that if something they're trying to tell you or trying to put into the cms contradicts what's in our contract we can grieve that of course yeah you know um but then you're grieving the contract rather than the cms exactly and of course uh anything they try to tell you is in there that seems unsafe of course fall back on the health and safety and refuse until you're sure that it's safe for you to do that uh, it is a good idea to familiarize yourself with that, though. Um, There's some things that we have shut down because of the CMS. Uh, for a while there, in our local or our depot anyway, supervisors were trying to give us a list of every address on our house or on our route and telling you to go check every single address and check to see if they still got ad mail or not. Well, the CMS says you track changes, you don't do audits. So if something was there before you were on that route or something, uh, and it specifically says if the numbers are consistently off, it's the supervisor's job to do that. Right. Um, although I did look at it a while ago. It did used to say the supervisor has to verify. Now it says the supervisor has to go with the carrier to supervise or to, to verify. Oh, goody. Yeah. I'll walk along. That's another thing that's in uh, most of the articles. Um, every few years they have a mandatory review of most, if not all of them. And it'll say at the top, this was the last time it was reviewed. And then they get rid of a list of all the previous changes. But uh, between reviews, if there's ever a change in the CMS, they will list every change that's on there. Um, so it's good to know when something came into effect, you know, which can help you in an interview. If you can say, well, I looked in the CMS and uh, that's not what it said. And they say, yes, it does. But you can say, oh, well, it just changed two months ago. How's I supposed to know? It can lessen your issues, I guess. I had that issue about a month ago because I used to nest my flyers and then unnest them before I delivered. And the superintendent said, hey, you can't nest your flyers. 
and we've talked about this in consultation before, and what was decided was as long as they're not delivered nested, it doesn't matter because we can prep flyers however we want according to the contract. It just says you can prepare your flyers and say how. Okay. But I looked at the uh, CMS after that. A few months ago, it did change, and they've added that you cannot nest. And it says right there in the changes, uh, rules for nesting edited, I think last November it was. So, yeah, I can no longer do that, I guess. Mm. Which is unfortunate because usually makes no difference, but just once in a while when the flyers are just the right shape, nesting makes a huge difference as long as you're really careful. But I Especially guess if you have those really slippery ones where they... Yeah. Fall apart all the time. And then one that's book-shaped. That's what I always did. And then you pick up the book and just let the other ones fall out. But mm -hmm. I guess I won't be doing that anymore. There you go. We all have to change. That is one of the problems with the CMS is there are lots of frequent little changes. And sometimes the bigger ones go into your communications book on the floor. Um, but not usually. And I think that's probably why they don't provide us with a... Well, they don't have to, but why they don't provide us with a paper copy is because it's constantly in flux right so they would have to be always reprinting yeah i don't know how big this thing would be if you printed off the whole thing but it, several hundred pages probably oh, thousands yeah. of pages um of everything um i find it really frustrating that there are some obvious things they don't follow like um the request for a relay box this bugs me because they say like when you're trying to figure out um, a relay box location they there are certain uh, things that they give consideration to and it's like how big your loops are how heavy the mail would be whether multiple routes could use it and I have a relay box on my route that I don't think the location is safe for my driver to drop the box the bag there actually um, I don't use the box very often for that reason because I I don't use it unless I have to is basically what I'm saying and I've asked repeatedly if they could move it across the street so that it would be safer out of out of traffic a little bit more there would be more space for them to pull over and not only that my neighbor could share the relay box with me and use that box rather than um carrying a ridiculous amount of mail through that loop um but they don't agree with that assessment <laughs> and um unfortunately my relay driver doesn't like to um complain complain about and the cms says they things. should be moving it the cms says that if you're looking for a location for the box you should consider these things yeah but if the box is already placed the box different. is well yes yeah. but the other thing is that according to the route the box isn't where it is Oh, okay. So it's this not. This is even... this is the one that the it was in front of an apartment building, and the uh, owners of oh, the owners moved it like four or five times and... until eventually they moved it to like the far corner of the parking lot, and management went, "Yeah, good enough. Let's leave it there." Yeah. Fine, but the problem is, it's like it's just inside the entrance to the parking lot, so people come in, turn in, turn left into that parking lot all the time, and if my truck driver is parked there unloading yeah. the. Bag, I'd refuse it or I'd just bring it back. I'd just bring it back every day and say, sorry, the box wasn't there. Not my problem. Yeah, that's true. It's supposed to be two buildings over. Yeah, it wasn't there. Yeah. But anyway, um, the one that bugs me is an R Depot. It says in the CMS that you can sort your flyers into your mail, like into the sequence, hmm. which saves a lot of people a lot of time. And it also says that they're supposed to put red dots on the case where people don't get ad mail. 
but they took all those offer cases, refused to put them back. If you put them on yourselves, they came and took them off again. So now you don't know which houses to put the ad mail on anymore. I got a permanent marker and just colored my case. Yeah. But <laughs> but then you can't change things later if something does change. No, I know. That's a problem. You have to like try to scrape it off if so, yeah, it does change. They're forcing us to not use the procedure we want. Or the procedure that they prescribed. Or the procedure they prescribed just by ignoring the CMS. And I tried to grieve that and was told it was non-referred. I don't even know if they filed it, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, because they're changing make, our work method, really. You make me sound terrible because people probably know I'm the grievance officer. Oh, you don't realize you're talking about before I was the grievance this officer. This was long before, yes. Oh, I'm like, no, I will not hear your grievance. Long before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, I'm some kind of gatekeeper. I only file grievances for people I like. <laughs> Again, but, you know, if I did something they didn't like, they would say, hey, you have to follow the CMS. At the same time, they don't. That's my biggest beef with this thing by yeah. far. Because they uh, quite often just refuse to follow it. It is frustrating, frustrating to not be able to use the grievance procedure on it. Because if they're going to discipline us for it, everyone should be sticking. And if that was the case, if it was negotiated and um, printed and everyone had access to it all the time, they wouldn't be so quick to make random changes, yeah. right? I'm not saying it would be as long as the contract, though. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there is also a lot of repetition in there. And uh, I suppose if you put it as one document, you wouldn't need an index on every single page and all these cover sheets and stuff. Uh, a lot of the articles are like 15, 20 pages or longer too. Um, there's a lot like the rubber band one is too. I brought that one up just because it's silly to show the minutia of what they get down to sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a little two-pager. I think yeah. uniforms is two or three as well. It's fairly short. There's also some really ridiculous um, impractical stuff in there. Like um, in the relay boxes one, it says that you shouldn't, you shouldn't send uh, checks out in relay bags if they're going to a, a how do I put this, an undesirable neighborhood. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, so when the uh, social assistance checks come out on those routes, they get thousands of them, right, in one well, day. Hundreds, yeah. And you're supposed to put them all in your satchel you're or supposed to just carry them around all day and and doesn't that just make you a target it wouldn't it though because everybody that i've ever known who's delivered those um inner city routes where they get an awful lot of those checks all at one time they they hate those days because all day long people are stopping them on yeah. the street and saying hey do you have my check hey when are you getting to my house and you know you go you very quickly learn to say oh well i don't have it on me it's in the next relay box and i'll be there later today i've never seen anyone try right. and break into one of those relay boxes apartment buildings lots i've seen people bug the carriers but i've never seen anyone try and get into one of those relay boxes no i've seen them knock them over a lot so yeah. just to be jerks but, um, not try and get into them didn't someone try to steal one a few years back like they, the whole box yeah they like stuck it in their truck and possibly tried to get into it but they couldn't and then they left it somewhere else oh yeah i vaguely remember that they did that overnight though which is yeah it was overnight ridiculous yeah. so there, in theory there was no mail in it anyway yeah so maybe they just wanted a really fancy box but <laughs> uh it is a good idea to familiarize yourselves with the cms if there's something your supervisor is telling you that doesn't make sense or you just don't like check it out um i will often look at it 
uh, when someone gets a 2-4, if I'm going to the interview with them, even if I know the procedure, I will look at it anyway. Just to make sure it hasn't changed. Right. And uh, because we have had people disciplined for doing what the CMS says, and the supervisors just didn't realize that. Yeah. You know, so you go into the interview and you say, well, he's doing what he's supposed to do. This is the manual. What can they do after that? Unless they specifically told him and they can prove that they've told them not to do it yeah, that, that way. Yeah, better be in writing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it is useful. Because like really, if someone told me to do, if my supervisor told me to do something opposite to what was in here, I'd be like, can you give me that in, in writing? writing? For sure. Because you're going to write me up for it later. So Or someone else will. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of ridiculous that you have to do that, but, and, and also, you know, if your supervisor is telling you something that's in there, I think it's fair to say, hey, could you print that topic for me? And, and I have, yeah, it. yeah. Um, and I've also printed it for them when they don't believe me. <laughs> yes. Like, here's the procedure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll, I've told the supervisor before, they said, well, can you do it this way anyway? And I say, sure, if you get it from the superintendent or the city manager and stuff, and they say, okay, never mind. You know, weird. Because yeah, I'm not going to do something crazy. for one supervisor that another supervisor is going to give me trouble for. It's useful, but uh, definitely if the if they're coming down on you for some a new procedure or some procedure you've never heard of before, mm -hmm. then yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. That's that's a good point you made about another supervisor though, because I see that a lot where people are being disciplined for um, something they were told to do or that they worked out with one supervisor, but nothing was written down. Right. And then that supervisor gets, uh, redeployed somewhere else or is away or whatever. And somebody else comes in and goes, wait, that's not the way we do it. What are you doing? You can't do that. And, um, often they don't want to hear the reasons why you worked it out that way, because usually it's because it worked better for everyone, but, <laughs> um, you just, you, you want to protect yourself and make sure that you have some kind of documentation or at the very least a witness to those conversations. Um, although, you know, you might want to make sure that your witness is going to be around a while because people do move around in this company. Right. And again, it does show when things were changed last. So you can always, if something does happen, you can say, hey, the last time I looked at this was six months ago and it, you know, changed four months ago. So that's why I did it wrong. They might still give you trouble, but at least you have uh, a mitigating factor there where you can say, hey, this is the reason. I wasn't just trying to be, you know, trying to skirt the rules or whatever. Are you aware? I don't know, but is there anything in there that says how often you should be reviewing it? How often they should review the CMS? Yeah, like how often we should personally, as employees, be reviewing it? It doesn't say anything about us as employees reviewing it. I'm sure I was told at some point that all changes are supposed to be posted on the floor. But obviously they're not. The the um, communications binder would be huge. But I have noticed the odd one making in there when something major happens. But uh, until I was involved with the union, like all through training and everything, and I've no one ever referenced this thing. Like it's, I don't think employees are even supposed to know it exists in general. So it's supposed to be a hidden thing that management just uses against us. More or less. It's <laughs> <laughs> lovely. That's just lovely. I remember my trainer back then uh, complaining a lot of times that he had to keep up with all the changes to the manual, but I assumed that was the teaching manual. No one ever mentioned a corporate manual that I had access to. That's great that he was doing that, though, because how many of the people training don't? Yeah, and how many of the supervisors don't? Right. And, and maybe even particularly in smaller areas, they just, 
a lot of times they do things the way they do them because that's what works in their very small space that they have to to work in, right? So while the manual might say this, they're like, well, okay, that that sounds lovely, but we just don't have the square footage to make it work like that, right? right. Or there's there's not enough of us here to make it work like that, or you have people wearing multiple hats. So that's the corporate manual system, uh, just real briefly. If there's any procedure you've ever been wondering about or sounded fishy, uh, look it up. Uh, I wouldn't recommend going in there and reading too much of it just for fun because it's not fun. But uh, <laughs> but it is a good resource when it something's weird or your supervisor is telling you something weird or you just want to know how to do something or if there's a question you don't want to ask. Good chance it's in the corporate manual system somewhere. Or if maybe you want to have a little bit more discussion on the topic feel free to write to us at overburdenpod at gmail.com and maybe we'll cover it in a future episode. Maybe. We'll consider. <laughs> He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs>